Hey there, welcome to The Hot Slice, the weekly podcast brought to you by Pizza Today magazine. I'm your host, Jeremy White, editor-in-chief of Pizza Today, joined, as always, by my favorite executive editor on the planet, Denise Greer. What's up, Denise? Hello. Of course, I'm your only executive editor, but I still <laughs> like the recognition. I still like to uh, be honored in that way. That's cool. You just deserve it so much. <laughs> I know. I know. So, Denise, our guest today is John Cesarano. John's family owns King Umberto Pizza in Elmont, which is on Long Island in New York. Yes. John's family's been involved since... I don't know. I want to say the eighties. We'll ask John when we get him on. I believe, Mm -hmm. I believe it's dating back into the 1980s. And after John got out of college, he ended up kind of signing on, so to speak as a partner and now has ownership in the business as well. Absolutely. And it's a cool story of a family run pizza business in arguably the greatest pizza city in the world. I don't know, arguably, really. There's not much to argue about, really. (laughs) No, no, not at all. But, you know, uh, so John is also a face. You're going to, a lot of people, if you've been to Pizza Expo, if you've been to Pizza and Pasta Northeast, you probably maybe remember seeing his face because he's definitely been quite the competitor um, at at the challenge areas. Um, he brings a lot of fresh, indi- uh, fresh energy to the industry. He's always being innovative uh, and just always trying to up his game, which I appreciate. And I love that about um, the young talent coming up in this industry because they are just bringing so much new excitement to it. Yeah, I'm glad you said young talent. John is a rising star. Would you Absolutely. agree? Absolutely. Yes. You I know would. where I'm going with this. Look at that beautiful cover. Absolutely. This is the cover of the June issue of Pizza Today magazine. For those of you watching, this will be in your hands very shortly. Absolutely. The cover pops, but inside the issue, we preview a number of the industry's rising stars. These are young go-getters who are bringing about change and just flat out awesomeness in the pizza industry. And John is one of the people that we interviewed for this and that we feature. Um, He is truly a rising star. He is. And, and I don't, I do not want to, you know, not talk about the amazing amount of rising stars in our industry. You know, it is very difficult to, to even grab even a handful or a hundred um, rising stars because there are so many people rising up. Um, but these are folks that we've, we've kind of looked at and said, well, they're doing interesting things and they're definitely um, upping their game all the time and bringing something new and fresh to the, to the industry. And we wanted to kind of honor that. Absolutely. And, and just like you said, there are so many. Uh, mm-hmm. whittling it down to a handful wasn't easy. Um, I'm sure we left someone off and that's not, um, wasn't malicious. It's either yeah. maybe we just don't know about you or maybe we were unable to get a hold of you prior to the deadline or something like that. And there were so many people worth honoring and mentioning that we will, over time, we'll get to in the magazine and on the oh, Pizza Expo 365 platform and pizzatoday.com and, and all the offerings mm-hmm. that we have. But we really focus on this group of individuals for what they bring to the table and what they're doing right now in their pizzerias that is 
truly worth writing home about. Absolutely. Uh, well, I think I think we really want to dive right into John's story because uh, second generation. You know, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of history. He's got a lot riding riding on him to mm-hmm. uh, to be that next uh, great operator. So um, I think we should jump right in. I agree. Let's get John on. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. Your pizza is more than a craft, it's your legacy. Make it extraordinary with Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese. Created by expert cheesemakers for a superior melt, endless stretch, and with its signature kiss of buffalo milk, a taste that is rich, creamy, and beyond compare. Build your legacy with monthly cash rewards and marketing support through the Baccio Gold Club. Schedule a demonstration at baccio.com slash hot slice. Pizza is your legacy. Build it with Baccio. So John, you are in Elmont on Long Island, correct? Yes. And there are, how many King Umberto pizzas are there, pizzerias are there? Just one. Just one. You're the only one? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. We're not affiliated with any of the other Umbertos on Long Island, mm-hmm. although Umberto was the original owner of King Umberto and then sold it to my partners in 1976. Oh, oh nice. wow. Okay. Now, um, so your family's been involved for quite a while, correct? Since the 80s, yes. Since the 80s. Okay. Yeah. And who, who in your family took over ownership? Uh, my father, Chiro Cesarano. He became partners in the 90s. In the he 90s. worked there throughout the – he worked there through the late 70s, early 80s, and then finally had the opportunity to buy into the business in the early 90s. And then me and my brother followed suit um, about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. We bought into the business as well. Okay, okay, so your brother's also involved in, in ownership now. I did not know that. Yeah. And what, what was your ride? Like, how did you come up through the pizzeria? You know, you've probably been in it most of your life. Uh, kind of, uh, how, did you, how did you come up and, uh, and, and become a partner? Oh, well, it started when I was 15 years old. And my mother wanted to, it was the summer, and I was hanging out with my friends every night. And I was eating all the food in the refrigerator. And she's like, you got to find a job. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, where else would my first job be other than King Umberto's? Um, so, you know, it was just like uh, I got brought up in the family business type of a thing. I worked like every position at the restaurant from co-check to busboy to waiter. Then eventually made my way to the pizzeria section where I worked the pizza counter, you know, serving pizza by the slice, then making pizzas and then doing preparation and so on and so forth. Um, I actually left for a while because, you know, I was going to school for finance. Um, I left temporarily for about a year and six months. And then, um, you know, they, the business was expanding and they asked me to come back. And I really wasn't fulfilled in my career in finance. And I always kind of missed uh, the pizzeria side. So I had the opportunity to come back. And uh, yeah, ever since then, I've been there, you know, full time. Yeah. Nice. I, you probably brought a lot to uh, King Umberto's with a uh, finance, uh, with your finance background too, as well. Yeah, it definitely, definitely helped. Um, you know, you start looking at things from a different perspective once you work in an office setting. Um, 
and you know working with numbers every day it, it helped as well as you know I also did an undergrad in marketing which you know I could I could definitely take the skills that I learned from my undergrad and all the undergrad courses I took in marketing and apply them to the business and I still do to this day so yeah yeah now Johnny is that a is that a that's a scars pizza shirt you're wearing isn't it hell yes I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. a big I'm a big fan of Scar's Pizza. Yes. And I know Denise is as well. Oh we, yes, we both stopped in there a handful of times um, before before the pandemic shut down all. In the all before times. Travel. Um, <laughs> we uh, yeah, we're big fans of Scar's and what he's doing there. So I take it that you uh, you've been into the city and and had a slice or two there before. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you guys know this more than me. Mm-hmm. Opening up against in Manhattan. You know, when everything went from like sparrows and the 99 cents and fast food pizza to all of a sudden people like Scar opening up this pizzeria on the Lower East Side, which I think changed the landscape and influenced so many other pizzerias to step up their game. And Long Island is, it's, it's New York, obviously, but the city and Brooklyn and Queens and the boroughs is where like everything happens first and it moves right. very fast. So in order to find influence and improve my product at King Umberto's, what I would do is on my days off, I would do my research and, you know, find, uh, find places like Scar and go there and try their pizza and be like, wow, this is really amazing. And again, you know, how can I apply this to my business, make my product better, and at the mm-hmm. end of the day, make my customers happier. So mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Scar and a lot of other places in New York, I doubt you would have such a great renaissance of New York City and New York pizza in general now. It's, it's coming to Long Island now as well, where everybody's using different flowers and experimenting more with their dough and, you know, doing more research and what they're actually serving to the customer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would think that, uh, that learning, that the ever learning mentality that you just described probably helps you out. I know that you like to compete. You take part in the International Pizza Challenge at times at pizza expo things like that um are are you competing this year i I haven't looked at the roster of competitors yet no unfortunately i'm not uh i'm unfortunately i'm not going to be able to attend this year um there's been an expansion going on at my pizzeria yeah where it's like all hands on deck yeah and a lot of the labor force is still collecting unemployment so they're not coming back (laughs) to work yet so we're kind of short-handed and short-staffed so now i'm working more than ever you know, just you? stepping away yeah. from more of the management owner position and just mm-hmm. like getting back into, you know, making pies, helping service the counter, helping them make dough and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it's been a little bit difficult, but you know what? It, it, it makes you appreciate the employees that are coming and showing, to, you know, showing up to work and working hard every day. And it just makes you appreciate what you have. How many employees do you have at King Umberto? Uh, right now we have about 60. Okay. That's between full-time and part-time. And would you describe that as short-staffed or normal for, for your business? It would be normal if we wouldn't have done the expansion in the back. We added, uh, well, we added 200 and 250 more seats during (laughs) during the pandemic. So right now we're trying to use the same staff a little bit less actually, because again, a lot of the employees have yet to come back for whatever reason and try to um, increase the volume, which could be difficult at times. So, you know, it's a, it's a good challenge. Yeah, it is. That's quite an expansion, Denise, 250 new mouths to feed at one time is (laughs) substantial. 
we've been hearing people cut their dining rooms and, and you, you guys went, went all out and expanded yours. How, uh, can you tell us a little bit about kind of doing that expansion? Uh, cause I, I know you stayed open, you, you're still operating. Um, what was that like trying to balance both an expansion and daily operations? It was discouraging at times. Yeah. Um, we're like, what are we doing? But my, my oldest partner who's been there since day one, his name is Rosario Fischetto. He's always been very bullish and he's always been, you know, move forward, keep moving forward. If we get knocked down, we're going to fight back a hundred times harder. So if it wasn't for him, like he's our leader. So we looked up to him and if he can do it and he's in his sixties, Mm-hmm. And he was showing up to work, working hard every day. And he believed in the company still. And he believed in the product at King Umberto's. Then why can't we? And we're like 30 years younger than him. Mm-hmm. So he's been a big influence on me and my brother and the whole King Umberto staff. Because, uh, you know, he's just, uh, he's been great. And he, he, through his leadership and the way that he was dedicated to it, it's influenced, influenced and inspired us to keep pushing forward as well. That's Awesome. That's that outstanding. So yeah. yeah. Very inspirational for sure. <laughs> um, you know, as a, as a second generation um, uh, operator, do you, you know, you brought a lot of new energy and new excitement to the business. Um, can you kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, those things that you get excited about and that you've really kind of pushed to the forefront at King Umberto's? Of course, yeah. It's, as a second-generation owner, it's very difficult, especially when you walk into an establishment like King Umberto's. Yeah. Um, I like to use sports analogies a lot. It's like after Michael Jordan retired, the Chicago Bulls were never the same. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be the <laughs> Chicago Bulls after Michael Jordan left. I didn't no. want to go from winning six championships to not making the playoffs for the next 10 seasons. So, you know, a lot of people – say, well, you've been blessed and, you know, you're walking into something that's already established. Sometimes that makes, that puts more pressure on you. Mm-hmm. And in Absolutely. the beginning, it was very difficult to live up to the expectations and the name as, of King Umberto's. But through time and again, through, through a lot of mistakes that I made, I learned a lot from my mistakes and the patience of myself and my partners to put up with some of the dumb ideas that I've had. Um, <laughs> It's been a learning experience. It's been a wonderful learning experience. And again, just what's going on in New York and what's going on in the pizza scene, not only in New York, I should say all over the United States and all over the world, and how this information is so easily accessible now through um, you know, social media and the internet and you know, outlets such as yours. It's like, why not give it a shot? Why not try to do something new every day? And why not try to improve your product? And to me, it makes it exciting. When I wake up in the morning, I like to, you know, to be inspired and to go into work with some type of a motivation. I don't want to get stagnant. I don't want to get stale. I don't want to get boring, you know, because once you start doing that, that's when, you know, things start to decline. So I'm always looking for ways to improve, whether it be a new dough formula or just a new product. And uh, for me, once I learned that, it gives me this energy and I think I spread that energy out to my staff once we introduce it and it just creates a whole good vibe and a whole yeah. good energy within us. And I think the customers appreciate it. I think my employees appreciate learning new stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it keeps them on their toes. It keeps me on our toes. It keeps me on my toes and it keeps King and Bertles fresh, you know? 
Absolutely. It keeps that freshness that I think restaurants sometimes they lack. After being in business for so many years, especially a successful one, it's very easy to fall into the trap of, oh, okay, we don't need to do anything. We could just ride mm -hmm. this out. Yeah. But I, I don't believe in that. And my partners don't believe in that. We don't believe in writing things out. We always believe in pushing the boundaries and getting better. Yeah. yeah. Tradition is great. It's truly fantastic. But sometimes the worst answer you could give someone is, well, this is the way we've always done it. So this is why we yeah. do it that way. And that doesn't mean because it was a great way 30 years ago that it's still the best way to do it today. So good for you for always pushing forward. I want to hear about some of these. Dumb, what's the dumbest idea you had? You mentioned that you had some, <laughs> yeah. some silly ideas that your partners would just kind of, uh, what, what's the dumbest, the absolute dumbest thing that John came up with for King Umberto? Dumb ideas that I had. Um, <laughs> I w was giving out, well, first of all, it was a, a free slice sticker. It was like a slice reward sticker. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. That was somebody could duplicate it through a copy machine. So <laughs> I, that was probably Oops. the dumbest one. Like one week we had like a hundred new kids coming in there for a free slice of pizza. I'm like, Oh my God, what did I do? I was like, I've never seen these people before in my life. They definitely didn't get this. Here. It was like a rewards program that I tried to create. Yeah. New really marketing though. Idea. Yeah. You know how hard it is to get a new, a, a new customer. There you go. You've got new customers by them faking the, uh, <laughs> but hopefully actually, they came back. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to respect that, you know, growing up in the Napster age where you used to download free music yeah. all the yeah. time and always try to scheme. You had to respect yeah. it. You had to respect the hustle that these kids were doing. Yeah. Player, um, uh, the, the player recognizes the player, huh? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> game recognizes game. Exactly. So, so how many of those kids, uh, after they got their free slice ended up coming back and becoming customers? Quite a few. Yeah. Um, See, there you go. Then it worked. It wasn't a failure. It was yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, the, we're surrounded by where we're located. We're centrally located between like three high schools. So, it was a good opportunity to make relationships with the younger generation because the younger generation eventually turns into the older customer and that stays there. And then, you know, they bring their parents in and then the parents like the food. And the next thing you know, they want to cater a party or they want to order pies. They want to order 10 pizzas because of a graduation. Cause this is where my kid comes after school to have a slice of pizza and it has mm -hmm. meaning, you know, pizza has meaning. So we try to establish relationships with the, uh, the younger generation. You know, whether it be through sponsorships of legal, a little league teams and stuff like that to doing stuff like we're just donating pizzas to the schools for after school sales so they can raise money for their prom and whatnot. We, we love doing stuff like that. So it, it didn't end up being the worst idea I had. I think I had a lot more worse ideas as far as like I was always focused on trying to create new products and just focusing on toppings like uh -oh. an, an avocado slice and it just you know, I've I never had an I, avocado slice. I don't think. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think you want to. <laughs> At least not mine. I don't know about anybody else's, but you definitely don't want to try mine. Oh, that kind of stuff. Did you cook the avocado? Was it cooked avocado? It wasn't. Okay, it was not. Good. It was like okay. an avocado. It was like an avocado salad slice. Oh, okay. That's that's <laughs> a California cob, right? California cob pizza. That's what it sounds like. So um, it might have been. I didn't know what it was, and you know. It lasted like a day and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. What do you think is the best thing you brought 
So what just knocked it out of the park? You know, I've, I've seen your pizzas at the show, uh, at the competitions, and it's like drool worthy. Look at that. Um, you know, what's something you've brought to the table at the, at the restaurant that just went over like gangbusters? I uh, didn't go over like gangbusters as, at first, but I want to say the Roman style, the Pizza Metro has oh, really yeah. caught on over the past few years. Um, yeah. that, that when I, you know, after having, from learning from my mistakes and realizing that you don't always have to do something different with toppings, you can also do something different with dough. And uh, taking the time out to go to other pizzerias such as Scars, I studied at two weeks at Castel with Roberto Caparuccio, and mm-hmm. I learned about different flours, different hydrations, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It brought new light to me, which I tried to, you know, bring to King Umberto's. And I think the, the one idea that I had that was a home run is the, the Roman style, the pizza metro that we do. Do you feel like it's, it's becoming, because we've kind of seen that, you know, we saw it with Detroit. We've seen, we've seen it with a couple of other styles, but I feel like Roman is, is on its upward trajectory to kind of, kind of be that next big style. Do you, do you kind of get that sense or do you feel like it's, it's still kind of regionally in pockets? Uh, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. Um, I think even if they don't consider it Roman, I think a lot Mm -hmm. of the new square slices you, you see, Mm -hmm. like the highly hydrated, they're Roman influence. So like now you you might see a Sicilian, what someone might call like a square slice. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that that's, that's definitely more than 70% hydration, or that's definitely using a pre-ferment, or you're not using just the regular flour for that. So I think you might see more of the Roman influence than yeah. you'll see of the Roman pizzas. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Now what's it, it take to sense. bring, to bring a Roman style to your menu? You know, that's adding a whole new, probably a whole new dough, a whole new uh, procedures. You know, what does it take to, to add the Roman style into the mix? Hard work, dedication, and just constantly just like believing that this can work. That's what it yeah. took. Really. That's all it came down to. <laughs> A lot of late night phone calls with a lot of my pizza peers who I'm like thankful to have in my life. People like John Arena, um, Miguel Demelio, um, Massimo from Linda Street, people that I was calling at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning after throwing out two dough batches. You know, like, what did I do wrong? What should I do? Is what I'm doing right? That kind of stuff. Um, that's what it takes. And just giving out some of it to, pro- you know, I had to not beg people to try it, but. You know, you come in, you order a regular pie. Oh, here, try yeah. a slice of the Roman. You know, tell me what you think type of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just got into the right hands of the right people. It got some press behind it. And then the rest was history. Now it's one of the most popular selling items, pizza items that we have on the menu. Oh, that's awesome. Outstanding. <laughs> that, that is, that's great. Hey, John, you probably haven't seen this yet because it just got to my house today. But this is the June issue of pizza today and uh, i don't know if you can see your name here on the cover holy shit rising stars in the pizza (laughs) industry yeah man congratulations Uh, oh my god 48 here's the rising stars feature and let me find this yeah he's on there right there. who's this good looking fella right here in long (laughs) island huh who who is this fella right here thank you for your contribution to this issue for taking the time to answer our questions and um tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to on long island we we appreciate you very much 
Thank you. I have tears in my eyes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, wow, well I can't good. wait for you to see the actual issue in your hands no. then. Um, that, that, getting that, it soon. That's awesome. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> I know. I'm over here. Like, <laughs> I'm well, Denise, John, and I, proud members of the Backwards Hat Club. I did not wear a backwards hat today. I'm sorry. I, uh, when you want to be cool, you know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> got to get with the backwards hat. <laughs> do you have any last minute questions for John before we let him uh, go enjoy you know, what turns out to be his day off, actually? All right. Well, we'll let you get back a to your day off. off. I will, yes. uh, I will uh, take you out on this note. You know, what, what are you most excited about in the next um, in the next maybe year about kind of the, some of the stuff that you're planning with the restaurant uh, well, in a couple or of with weeks product with, <laughs> with product. Yes. Yeah. Um, a couple of, thank you so much for that, by the way, you guys, you guys just made oh, my day. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Love it. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. You make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> so in a couple of weeks, we're getting a pizza master and, okay. uh, I'm working on a new dough formula, like a neo-Neapolitan style. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. You know, uh, a little bit more on the artisanal side. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm working on a dough recipe right now. I've been speaking with mm. the likes of Brian Spangler, um, Dan Richard wow. from Raza Pizza. I, I spent some time with him and he taught me some new tricks that I can't wait to, to show off <laughs> within the next <laughs> couple of weeks. And, uh, it's going to be like a new line of pizza product at King Umberto's that's going to be geared towards the new outside seating area, which mm -hmm. I mentioned to you guys before. And I'm really excited about it. You know, it's just the process of making mistakes. That's what I'm looking forward to. Cause I learned yeah. a lot from making my mistakes. <laughs> mistakes is where it's at. That's where you learn the most. I think. Yep. That's cool. Well, maybe we'll get to, maybe we'll see you though at pizza and pasta Northeast, maybe. Uh, yeah, know? I think I'll, I think I'll make a, I think I'll make my comeback during that time period. I hope. That's great. Oh, that's great. Well, well, John, good luck on the expansion. Keep us posted on how it goes. And thank you very much for being so gracious with your time today. We, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Thanks, I appreciate John. it. You made my day. Thank you. I All love right. it. I love it. You made mine as well. You have a lovely Absolutely. night. All, All right. right. Take care. Good night. Thanks. Good, Good night, night, guys. Bye.